Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Time is oldest tale. It's another digital citizen. Pew 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 pew. It's Fro, and I'm home. Yes, you can hear that because it's good sound quality. Good sound quality. He said, "Knock knock. Who's there? Luke. Luke who? Luke, my co-host. Hi. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. I'm at the knock, knock. door of the joke. I'm I'm at the joke <laughs> the joke door. The, the joke door. Mm-hmm. The joke door. I'm, here, I with, ever told I'm here with a chicken. He just came across the street. <laughs> he came to, to meet you. That's what the whole... That was just uh-huh. the reason he crossed the street. Across the street, yeah. <laughs> no. I'm here I'm here with a, a t- tomato. Mm-hmm. A tomato? Oh, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. An, an orange? Mm-hmm. <laughs> orange. Orange, you Aren't glad? You, 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 yeah, you, exactly, you. yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> 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 episode 366, so if if yeah. you want to listen to a single episode a day for an entire year, on a leap year, 360, mm-hmm. you could even, on the leap year, one episode per day, you could still... <laughs> per day, yeah. yeah. I wanted yeah, to make the 365 joke last time, I totally forgot, but this time, yeah. 366, that's leap year. Status, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because an episode a day keeps the doctor away, or makes you go insane. One or the other. Well, I'm totally insane, so that's that. <laughs> <laughs> Already there. Already there. Uh, do you want to hear a fun story, Luke? Uh, I guess so. Sure. <clears throat> Yesterday, I found out uh, that my. Uh, one of my brothers is not my brother anymore, but uh, sister. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, you That's don't. Cool. You don't really talk to part of your family, right? No, I don't. So, okay. So yeah, this no, was I part of that. Know. Okay. Okay. So yeah. I uh, I found out they changed their name and pronouns and everything. Uh. uh I, I think it was maybe uh, a little bit sh- more shock for my dad, but <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's cool. Did everybody else know besides you and your dad? Uh, yes. Oh. <laughs> huh. I wonder why they didn't yeah. feel like they could say anything about that, or whether it was just like, oh, I'm not really concerned about it. Yeah, I think it's more like that part of the family doesn't talk to my dad, so right. they didn't really feel feel the need to inform him of that. Oh, well. But it's like it's it's I I I personally think it's kind of cool. Like I think it's cool that we come so far in Norwegian society, where an old man on sixty plus years went like, oh. That's kind of cool. <laughs> My dad is cool dad though, so right, yeah. That's uh, interesting. He, yeah. To just like find that out with like all of a sudden. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh how's your week been? Busy. Busy. I know yeah. That. Like yeah. I said last week, it, uh, last week was busy. This week was just absolutely insane. insane I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even know what 
where I'm Day at right is. now. Yeah, <laughs> it's Wednesday. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, everything's just been too too like too much every single day. Um, yeah, I actually felt sorry for you this week. I I was thinking a lot about you and yeah, I, I had some anxiety issues. What? Mon- Monday night or whatever, but other than that, yeah, that that doesn't really shock me. <laughs> uh, mentally, shock I've been okay. Mentally, I've been yeah. okay. Other than that, I guess it's just been a little yeah. crazy. So, uh, so yeah, you have actually worked a little too much. That's the problem. Yeah, like I said last week, it's just this time of year. Like you kind of have to get yeah. things done before the winter comes, which I, I'm yeah. like. Winter's gonna be here soon, but it's gonna be eighty right. something degrees today, and it's fucking right. op- October. So I don't know. Yeah. Will it ever be winter? Maybe not, considering global warming. <laughs> maybe I'm maybe I'm getting ready for nothing. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I was I was thinking about that. Will we have? Uh, uh, it's getting colder in Norway during the winters. So at least we will probably have snow. That's what I feel uh, like is going to happen is it's going to be like 80 degrees one week and then the next week it's going to like go all the way down to like negative 1000 degrees and it, <laughs> it's just going to like switch on a dime and everything's going to get you know what I mean? That's why I feel like this summer to winter fall type that's what it feels like is going to happen but we'll see. Uh, maybe I'm being uh negative no, I, I I I actually agree with you. I I think I think this this has been the one of the weirdest like climate-wise uh, transition from uh, like summer until winter because uh, all like there was like a day like uh, two three weeks ago when it like all of a sudden decided nope we're not going to have summer anymore. And then it just right. like all of a sudden <laughs> became colder here in Norway. It's like it, it it didn't really have a transition. It just like there was no fall, um, right? It's just like right, like summer. It like it still feels like summer here, and then it, all of a sudden it's gonna be winter. And I don't yeah. know, fall's like my favorite time of year to be honest. So I, I don't oh, want yeah, that yeah. to go it's away. Much, it's much better better than spring. We have the fall colors. But uh, but uh, uh, before it was like fall, so that was like oh yeah, weird. that's kind of nice. Like the tree, like the alder trees here are turning yellow and brown and everything, and it's mm-hmm. eighty one degrees outside. So it's it's very weird. <laughs> that's, that's, that's so just, fucking weird. It's just weird. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, no, I I I I tend to agree to that. It's just like yeah, it's yeah. been a, a weird weird year. I I. I was thinking to today has 2022 been better than last year, and I was like, yes, fuck yes. I I feel this year has been so much better than last year. That's probably like, true. Ment- and, and the year uh, the year before that, I feel like everybody forgets that 2020 even happened at this point. Oh, we all just kind of like, gosh, yeah, have collectively blocked out that year even existing. I I will say that. The four years between 2016 and 2020 are maybe like the most turbulent years, four years of my life, at least. 
And uh, it has nothing to do with Trump, <laughs> funny enough. Sure, sure. It's like... <laughs> but uh, that probably yeah. adds to it to a degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Oh, it does. It it definitely includes him to say it that way. Right. But 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 it, it wasn't only him. I mean, the whole pandemic thing. I I have seen zero proof of uh, of uh, uh, trumping the escalator of of uh, the coronavirus. So I can't really blame him for that. Uh, right. The yeah. inventor of coronavirus. Yeah, exactly, right. Yeah. Uh, it feels... Okay, so it feels Don't get the conspiracy theorists started, because... Right, yeah. it feels like the Democrats sometimes uh, does that. Oh, talking about the Democrats, I saw Tulsi Gabbard uh, said goodbye to the Democratic Party. Oh, yeah, I saw that yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, What? what is your thought about that? Uh, it seems like we're seeing a lot of people going one way or the other. We've seen a lot of Republicans go Democrat, and now we're seeing a Democrat go Republican. I think it just shows how closely the two parties... The two parties are so close together that you can have this passing back and forth between people uh, mm. over certain issues, like single issues, because her single issue is war. Right, that's mm. her single issue. Yeah. She's basing all this around on is she's against the war in Ukraine. Um, mm -hmm. She can go from one party to the other just based on this one issue, which shows you how little, how how little those two parties actually are different. But I'm, I'm, I, I'm the, not the sure. Difference she said, yeah, the difference so. between them is so little that one one small thing you can switch them from. Like Trump, all the all the Republicans who have been like, I'm not going to be a Republican anymore. It's because of Trump, right. and that's the one yeah. singular issue that they not not all the other things, not like anti-abortion. That's not the thing that made them. You see what I'm saying? So, uh, it just right. shows but, me that both parties are basically basically the same party. But I have two thing. I I have two issues with what you said. She never said that she would be become a member of the Republican party so who knows if she goes independent or not that's, that's oh that's, sure yeah that, yeah so we have to remember that she didn't like say goodbye to the democratic party and said hey i'm well she did do it on fox news though so that right <laughs> so I, I i i see what you mean but it that doesn't really well she do who's it. who's the fan base she's talking to then if not the republicans on fox news it is, but right. But I agree. But it could be that she goes independent. Who the fuck knows? I guess that's true. It's not like there's an independent news station out there that she could. Oh wait, there no, are. They're, they're all over the internet. <laughs> she, why didn't she go on Breaking Points and make breaking this announcement? Points? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. She went on Fox News, which makes me go, okay, she's leaning more right wing. That's I, and there's nothing wrong sure. with that. Sure. I mean, no, she's. No. Uh, been moving more right wing over the last bunch of years, two or three years. Oh, definitely. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. But I also think that the Democrats have been moving more right wing, and the Republicans have been moving more right wing. Right. So yeah. Oh, and uh, that was the second thing I wanted to say. I kind of disagree with you when uh, you say that uh, uh, Republicans that said never Trump 
didn't have it uh, in their DNA to like. Uh, I I okay. Let me say it this way. I I I think the Republican Party changed tremendously when when uh, Trump uh, became the party's like frontman. I don't. I I I. In all honesty, I think that he picked the worst things out of the Republican Party and like blasted it. I felt. I felt. I felt like the Republican Party was more centralists uh, than right wing before Trump. Uh, I guess it depends on which part of the Republican Party. You know, there's different sections of the Republican Party. There's sure. the Trump sure, wing, sure. and then there's the corporate, more center uh, Republicans. So yeah, there, there there were those people that were, you know, the Jeb Bushes. And then, right. uh, I don't think that started under Trump, though. I think it started with the, no. t- the Tea Party. I think it started the with... The Tea Party movement. Yeah, Definitely so I think that was... Something to do with that. I think it yeah. was built way before Trump came along. I oh, think definitely. Trump, I, like I we said in the past, Trump has always just been a symptom of a problem. Uh, but but uh, well, well, my point the guy is, is, I think... The guy is a game yeah. show host. That's, oh, definitely. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I think my point is that I I've seen that uh, the uh, the Republican uh, Party, like for example, under Bush, was a completely different Republican Party than we see today under Trump. That is kind of yeah. But all I the say, young Republicans that grew up during nine eleven and were pushed this nationalistic hoorah hate Arab yeah, yeah. hate oh, Arab definitely. people. That yeah. nationalism is what created the Trump movement. Trump movement right. in so, the first place. So I that totally Bush agree. era, nine eleven, hoorah, uh, hate Arabs is what yeah, got yeah. us where we are now. Oh, so, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we could ramble on and ramble on. Uh, should we skip the news this week, or should we do the news? We could do the news. Let's do the news fast. Okay, let's talk about the news. Uh... Well, we have some very, very good news from talking about the president. Biden, uh, he has smoked something. Or has he? Maybe. I don't think Biden has ever smoked... <laughs> smoked marijuana? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> actually, it probably has, right? I mean, yeah. he would never admit it, though. Not like other presidents have admitted it, right? But Yeah, not like our wise president that did it all the time, listening to records that didn't came out. That didn't exist, yeah. Yes. Uh, Joe Biden is pardoning <laughs> thousands of Americans convicted of simple possession of marijuana as his administration takes dramatic steps towards decriminalizing the drug and addressing uh, practices that disproportionately impact people of color. He's also calling on governors to issue similar pardons for those convicted of state uh, marijuana offenses, offenses which reflect the vast majority of marijuana cases. Biden in his statement said the move reflects his position that no one should be in jail for using or possessing marijuana. Right. I think this is one of the coolest things that Biden has done, I have to say. I, I really like it. I think he could have gone farther, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. And I think he should legalize the whole thing, but... Well, I think, number one, he could have gone further with just this action in itself. He could have... Mm. Uh, he could have said that all people 
with uh, small uh, drug possession, not just marijuana, but other drug right. possession, that, that he could have gone that far. The best thing, like you said, he could do would be to legalize it altogether. But I, this is the kind of the dirty politics part of it is that yeah. he, he's just doing this now because it's right before uh, the 2020 midterms. midterms. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The 22 midterms. So it, it, he, it's all a ploy to uh, make, like he's not doing it out of the goodness of, oh, I, I want to free these people. Otherwise, he right. would have done it in the first year he became president, right? He's doing it as a PR move, which makes me go, well, then maybe in 2024 is when we will see legalized marijuana when he's up for reelection. Right before that, that would be the best. Th- but right. that's what I said about Trump. Also, I was like, if Trump was yeah. smart, what he would do in twenty twenty, right? That's what I said. But uh, he yeah. didn't do it, so we'll see if Biden is able to do it. Yeah, Internet Today talked about that this week. Uh, they were like, yeah, Trump would probably have won the twenty twenty uh, election if he just like some months before that came out and said, I'm pro legalizing marijuana <laughs> right even the uh, most uh normal like republican leaning americans are for legalized are pro, marijuana yeah. it's something like 70 75 yeah. of americans are for legalizing marijuana um i think it's i think it's ted cruz is the only one that gets it <laughs> yeah it's only very very strict like right wing or like uh religious people are against it in that yeah or yeah. Sa- sagar from breaking points those are it, those are the only people <laughs> <laughs> those are the only people that actually think marijuana does anything bad right. uh, okay let's talk some pipeline news uh going to f- go through this a little quickly germany opens investigation on uh, gas gas line and uh, the Swedes refused Russian request for pipeline probe info to uh, the Russians. Uh, right. German and, uh, prosecutors on Monday opened an investigation into a suspected sabotage of the two gas lines. Uh, German federal prosecutors who investigated the national security case said they opened the investigation against persons unknown on suspicion mm. of deliberately causing an explosion uh, and an anti and sabotage. Prosecutors said there is sufficient evidence that the pipeline pipelines were damaged by at least two deliberate detonations. The aim of their investigation is to help identify the perpetrator or perpetrators. Uh, yeah. So th- that's the Germans, you know, that was, the pipeline was going into Germany, at least Nord Stream 2 right. was. Right. One yeah. of the pipelines was going into Germany. Right. And uh, I will take the Sweden Prime Minister one. Uh, says that their country cannot share with Russia details from its probe last month underwater explosion that ruptured two key uh, pipelines in the Baltic Sea, citing confidential surroundings. Uh, the investigation in Sweden. There's a secrecy around the preliminary in the investigation. That also applies in this case, Magdalena Anderson said. That, that makes uh, sense. I mean, if there's, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. If yeah. there's already rules in place in Sweden about secrecy of I- internal investigations, then this isn't like they're holding it back because it's Russia. This is just Swedish policy, right? Right. Right. 
but then we we kind of was making a joke uh, in the podcast that uh, maybe Norway was. I wasn't making a joke, but sure. <laughs> I I was making a joke <laughs> that that Norway maybe was the one that was behind the whole thing because guess what Norway expects to record uh, to, to uh, a record 104 billion from oil and gas in 2023 i wonder why that is why is that look hmm i'm seeing 100 because, 131 yeah. billion is what i'm seeing oh 31 billion sorry you said 104 which i, I mean yeah in billions you know uh, yeah. it's a bit of a difference, uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, according to who is this? The Norwegian government, uh, they expect to earn an income next year from oil and gas industry, uh, predicting a rise of eighteen percent since two thousand twenty-one. European gas mm. gas prices have tripled in two thousand twenty following the cut of Russian gas supplies, obviously from Ukraine, right. uh, from the war in Ukraine. Norway's Europe's number one gas supplier and major crude producer and expects to pump hmm. 4.3 million barrels of equivalent oil uh, in the next year, up from an expected 4.1 million in 2022, uh, plus, like like they said, triple the cost, right? So that means you guys are going to be making a ton of money, and now other countries hmm. are getting mad at you, saying that you're... Yep. Uh, War profiteering, right? But it's not like you <laughs> and I, made any of and these I mean, choices to do this, right? True, but it's also a hundred and ten percent true that we are war profiteering. <laughs> so there's also that. <laughs> I guess, but it, like I said, you didn't start the war in Ukraine. You you guys didn't put any of the sanctions on Russia, right? I, are you sure? <laughs> uh, yeah, because the U.S. did all the sanctions. Well, I guess you guys uh, participated. We we helped. You are part of NATO, right? We are, yes. So I guess, yeah. But some countries are now calling for you to what? Give some of that money directly to Ukraine? Which I think yeah. that is dumb. That should not happen. Yeah, that is. Yeah, no, that's never, ever going to happen. And I tell you why, because we have an oil oil fund that uh, uh, is an oil and gas fund, of course, where we put all uh, our money in, and in we like uh, use all of that money to fix things around in Norway, like trains and bus and roads and hospitals and things. And like according that. to Reuters, because of the pandemic obviously shutting down your economy there are now mm -hmm. issues with uh things in your country that could be taken care of with that that money because yeah. of the problems that happened because of the pandemic and so yeah. what the this is here there's a decision also part of a, the decision is also part of a wider move by the minority government to hike taxes on firms that use the country's natural resources, including mm -hmm. power producers and fish farms, to come to combat inflation, in an effort to cool the economy. Uh, a coalition of labor and rural-oriented center party plans to cut spending uh, in 2023 by 1.2 trillion. Uh, yeah. So yeah, 
Uh, yeah, no, uh, funny enough, this is kind of like uh, the anti, well, the the bad side of it. The Norwegian, the Norwegian crown is actually too strong uh, now, and that gives us uh, uh, higher prices on everything. So right. uh, things things are getting extremely more expensive in Norway. Uh, uh, like things like gas prices uh which that doesn't have, make any well, sense <laughs> right. when you're the one with the gas right and uh, electricity prices have skyrocketed we we talked a little about i said it had gone or up like over a hundred percent uh and things like that so uh cost of of living uh, uh in food has also gone extremely high up because of this crisis so uh, for a normal person in norway that isn't like the government this is actually bad news uh because uh, the cost of living in norway has gone up tremendously so even though the norwegian government is earning more uh citizens of norway are actually struggling more so. But a lot of that money that's going into the government will go into programs and things to help regular citizens. Sure, sure, yeah. sure, 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 sure. Right, eventually, uh, yeah. But 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 uh, that's that's kind of the problem. Eventually, so right now people are struggling, uh, especially with price of of uh, electricity. I'm I'm. I'm extremely thankful f uh, for having a dad that pays the electricity price. Sure. So, it's, um, it's very expensive. And that's true, I guess, even more in other parts of Europe as far as, mm -hmm. uh, you know, gas prices and electricity prices in, in the winter are going to be insane. So, And Norway doesn't really want to sell their electricity because they want to use it for Norwegian people. Right. And and Europe is demanding that we are selling it, so there's also that that creates uh, a power. We don't have power enough to 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 uh, to people in Norway, and we're selling away our power. It's, uh, it doesn't surprise me that the prices of electricity is go going up. Right, and then so, people are accusing you of. Of, uh, of war profiteering off of that. Right. So, yeah, the whole thing is... It, Norway is not the person to blame in this situation. No. <laughs> right? Not, like, not, I think... Not at all. I think there's other people to blame. That's that's my well, personal opinion. I, I can think of a country... Oh, gosh, it's... it's, it's, it's Pretty big country. Uh, it starts with R. Uh, gosh, R Romania? No, no, that Russia, Russia. That's the country I want to blame for this. Right, 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 right. Yeah, Russia unleashed a barrage of deadly attacks across Ukraine on Monday, hitting at the heart of the country capital in Kiev as part of a wave of strike against civilian and infrastructure. Not since. Uh, not seen since the early days of this war um, from Lviv to West Kark Kharkiv in the northeast missiles tore through uh, rush hour traffic um, 
in a, this was an apparent retaliation for a blast that damaged a key bridge to the annexed Crimean Peninsula over the weekend. Russian Vladimir Putin announced on a televised address that the massive strike on Ukraine's energy, military, command, and communication facilities uh, was for a terrorist action, including the br bridge black bridge blast. Uh, mm -hmm. He also Straight issued a threat. Fast. This is the threat he issued. If attempts mm -hmm. to carry out terrorist attacks on our territory continue, Russia's response will be tough and will co correspond in scale to the level of threats posed to Russia. Uh, yeah, and then today, according to this, Russian FSB arrests eight uh, individuals in, uh, for the Crimean bridge bombing. Federal mm -hmm. Russian Federal Security Services on Wednesday had detained five Russians and three citizens of Ukraine and Armenia in connection with the bombing of a uh, bridge in Crimea. So that's all we know about that right now. Yeah, they need someone to blame it on. So take that with a very big... Nobody's claiming responsibility either, though. No, 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 no one... Uh, I find it uh, a little weird. It's almost like I think it's self-sabotage again. Uh, really surprised me. <coughs> there's video of this explosion and everything. Um, yeah, I've of seen the it. car. Yeah. There's a truck comes across and then it blows up. People still are wondering whether that is true or not. Even, um, it's right. just there's a lot of smoke and mirrors happening when we. Nobody is claiming the pipeline explosion. Nobody's claiming the bridge mm -hmm. explosion. So I don't, I'm not going to claim to know who did what in this situation, but I think there's some nefarious actors uh, uh, doing these things for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Uh, okay, let's talk about Twitter. Pew, 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 Twitter. I heard someone was banned from Twitter this week that had a kind of anti-Semitic rant on it. Did you hear about this? Yeah, someone? we'll talk about it in the Jeremy someone. round. Someone. We will talk about that in Jeremy round. We will talk about it. But, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Elon Musk had also a controversial tweet. What was this all about? Uh, Elon Musk is denying claims by Ian Bremmer, president of political risk research firm Eurasia Group. Wait a second, Eurasia? Isn't that from uh, 1984? That sounds about right, yeah. You know, they're bad, they're always fighting Eurasia? Yeah, yeah. And it's like a fake thing. Country. Why would they name their group Eurasia Group, of all things? <laughs> I don't know. That seems weird to me, but okay. Um, right, he, he says that, Elon Musk says the president of, of this group said that he, that Elon had talked to Russian President Vladimir Putin before posting a controversial tweet, implying that re Ukraine should not retake more land from Russia. Musk had a direct conversation with Putin about the war, Bremer wrote in a newsletter on Monday. Uh, Bremer, a well-known foreign policy analyst, wrote that he had spoken to Musk two weeks ago and that Musk told him about the conversation with Putin. 
A short time hmm. after that, though, uh, Musk denied these claims. So we don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't necessarily believe this guy, but I don't know if I believe Musk either. I. I don't believe that Musk like talked to Putin and then was like, "Oh, well, he said this. I'm gonna go tweet it out," because <laughs> you know what I mean. Like that seems. Yeah. I feel like there's this is some McCarthyite level Russia baiting. That's what I see here. Yeah, I totally agree. Actually, that's such a weird. It's such a weird story. Well, you know, we all hate Elon Musk, so he must be a, a Russian agent. That's what I, that's where I see this. Do we all hate him? Is that uh, something we have to do? I'm just saying, like, that's anybody who we like, anybody that uh, the that we don't like, we can now just say they're a Russian agent. That's the McCarthyite smear oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. level of like where we're at now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of that movie uh, that was all about McCarthyism. It's such a good movie. I'm it was in black and white. Uh, yeah, yeah, the uh, black and white one. Something good, good night. morning. Something good, good morning. No, it was good night. Good luck. Good night and good luck. I think it was called good night. Good, and good night luck. and good luck. Because yeah, it was like the like sign-off line that that news reporter did all the time. Such an fucking amazing movie. It was a great Love movie that. unless you were working in a movie theater at the time because they print... Okay, I was working at a 35mm <laughs> uh, stu uh, theater and they printed mm -hmm. this black and white movie on colored 35mm film, which meant that mm -hmm. when the print went out uh, it, all the color... Uh, parts of that film were left and so mm -hmm. when you ran it through the projector it just started shedding dust of like uh, chemicals Ew. all over the place because they mm. didn't print it on black and white film and so okay. it was just a complete disaster at the movie theater you'd have to clean the print every single time you tried to run it and then it won uh. an Oscar and they brought it yeah. back to the theaters, and we had to go through it all over again. It was fucking so annoying. <laughs> I will never forget like that it. movie because of that. <laughs> it's a, but it is a really good movie. Oh, it's you a great movie. Think, I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I that that <laughs> ruined it for me. What wasn't a very great movie was the Julian Assange movie. Uh, yeah, that wasn't a very good movie, was it? No, it wasn't. Uh, guess what he has gotten in prison, and no, it's not AIDS. Uh, he got the coves. He, uh, imprisoned WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange has tested positive for COVID, his wife has said. An Australian-born activist currently being held in Belmarsh Prison in London. Uh, his wife, Stella Assange, said she's worried about her husband and that the next few days will be crucial for his general health. She said her husband had been feeling unwell, excuse me, burp, unwell last week, but became ill on Friday, developing a cough and fever. And we already know he's not, his health is already bad, let right. alone having like COVID. shite, yeah. Um, mentally and physically, he's not doing well. And then for him to get COVID as well, like this could, yeah. this could actually be it. Yeah, I don't want to lose him. Uh, but uh, 
we have a clip uh, where Judah and Assange's wife talks to one of the greatest douchebags in the world, John Bolton. That's uh, right. Uh, this is on... I think this is on Pierce... It is on a Pierce Morgan show, so, you know. Yes, uh, it is. Funnily enough, it seems like Fox is the only people talking about Julian Assange. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, is such a reversal from such a the politics <laughs> I grew up in during college. <laughs> yeah. During, like, the Bush... Like, going back to the Bush years, like... We are yeah, yeah. we have flipped everything on its head since that time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go ahead and talking give me a countdown. Things, talking about things I find a little strange. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's talk. Uh, let's watch this in three, two, one, play. Why is America so intent on bringing Julian Assange to unbelievably draconian justice of 175 years, i.e., the rest of his life in prison? Well, I think that's a small amount of the sentence he actually deserves. He's oh, committed clear 175 He's no more a years. Journalist, he, uh, this guy, John Bolton, on, apparently hates uh, the Washington the Post and all those other newspapers uh, also that did the exact same thing. People in jeopardy. Mm. Uh, it undercut the ability of the United States to have confidential diplomatic communications, not just with other foreign governments, but in many countries with dissidents, Jesus people who Christ. even speaking to American diplomats could find themselves in trouble. We hate it when news organizations uh, he, do uh, news. That's the worst. about his treatment uh, over the past period of time. He's the one who sought asylum in the Ecuadorian embassy. Uh, now he faces extradition to the United States. I, I presume he will get due process in the United Kingdom. I presume? Whether extradition should go uh, Well, he didn't. And when he gets so. to the United States, he'll get due process here. And I hope he gets at least 176 years in jail for what he did. Stella? Well, of course, uh, Ambassador Bolton is kind of the ideological analysis <sighs> of Julian. He has, uh, during his time for the Bush administration and later the Trump administration, um, sought to undermine the international legal system, ensure that the U.S. is not under the international criminal court's jurisdiction. And if it was, uh, Mr. Bolton might... Uh, in fact, wow. uh, be prosecuted under the ICC. Uh, he was one of the chief cheerleaders of the Iraq War, which Julian... Look at him smugly laughing at this. Um, he has a conflict of interest here. I really he hate John Bolton. Bolton. <laughs> he's uh, he's up on my list. So does, so does Assange's wife. I guess we both get to speak them. Okay, we can stop there. Wow. So, yeah, uh, she basically called him... Uh, war criminal directly to his face. What do you think about that? I think that is 110% correct. I mean, John Bolton is the guy that would be against Julian Assange because he, <laughs> yeah. Julian Assange is the person who put out all the information that shows us that why John Bolton is a war criminal, right? So mm. um, if anybody was going to not like Julian Assange, I guess it would be John Bolton. Yeah, I don't think he was in front of the UK Parliament this week where uh, Assange supporters actually created a human chain. This was such a beautiful thing to see. Jeremy Corbyn uh, was out there, though. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was really, really, really happy to see this. Hundreds of protesters really gathered in a line which stretched from Parliament perimeter railings and snaked across the Westminster Bridge to the other side of the River Thames. Uh, Selim Morris uh, spoke uh, 
and said the British government should speak to authorities in the United States to end the extradition. Assange 51 is wanted by U.S. authorities on 18 counts, including spying charges related to WikiLeaks' release of confidential U.S. military records. Washington says he put lives in danger, and his supporters say he's been victimized because he exposed U.S. wrongdoings in the conflicts of Afghanistan and Iraq. Right. Like, I think we got to put into perspective that he released information on people breaking the law, and now they're yeah. saying, well, you broke the law by releasing information about us breaking the law. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to get in trouble for it. We're going to prosecute you for for uh, telling people that we broke the law. <laughs> I, 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 I don't have words about how stupid I think this is. It, uh, it, it is... Uh, one of the most ludicrous things I... Yeah, and and the most annoying part is now we're going to be labeled as, like, right-wing because we support Assange, because the only people talking about it are Pierce Morgan oh, yeah. and Fox News. And so now yeah. it's a right-wing thing. And it's like, no, yeah. it's not. It has never been a right-wing thing. This has always Luke, been a liberal thing. It's just that the Democrats aren't liberal. That's the only difference. But... But look, remember how Republican we were when we said uh, Russia Gate was a scam, scam as well. So right, we'll talk about it's, that. It's not. We'll talk about that next week. There's something going on with the uh, right. the PP so the not, PP dossier right now. There's a trial happening. So, so it's not a, the first time we've been called Republicans because we dare to s- fucking see how the world. Sort of goes around. Uh, it's it's a little like being around Earther talking to flat Earthers. Like sometimes it feels like that. It's like people are so fucking uh, in their mind that the 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 Earth is flat, and we're sitting here and like saying the Earth is round. Yeah, it feels exactly it's that like it's that, that movie. Don't look up. Is what it is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're, we're pointing movie. out, hey, we're all about to die, and everybody's like, fuck <laughs> you, Republican. <laughs> uh, thanks, Obama. Remember, thanks, Obama? That, that's I the, do that's the mentality, but just from the other side. Yeah. 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 So, were you afraid that Tron was dead? Uh, no, I wasn't. Me neither. Uh, so, why is he telling the truth about that he's not dead yet? Uh, because he's not dead yet. This is Tron where Tron tells the truth. Why are we not winning? Why are not progress forces, center, the left, winning? We have all the signs. We know that we're right. Blah, 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 and so on. Well, let me tell you why. We are not likable. Sometimes people have to go out their own head, wash themselves from the, of the view, and just understand that we are often not likable. We are not the group who have fun. We don't nearly don't laugh. We are so fucking organized. We are so conceptional, being perfect, saying the perfect thing writing in the perfect way, that we are fucking disgusting sometimes. I started to think about this more and more. 
During my nomination process for my political party here in Bergen, I was confronted with this segment, Front of the Truth. I was also presented with another podcast I have. Well, we have dirty humor. We make a fictional world. Like color artistic, I don't know. I just call it humorous. How you people can escape. That's what we do. Escape. Some seriousness and a lot of dirty, crazy humor. We never kick down. We kick up and make fun of each other. That's what we do. It's called humor. But now, that is a problem. I will probably not resent my party anymore. Maybe I will not even be active in my party anymore. But I see this now as not a problem only I have. A lot of other people. A lot of people I meet when I work at my work there. We like your politics, but there's always that little but. Because there is something disgusting with us. We are so fucking perfect. Never say this. Organize this. Organize fucking that. Today's young people are worse than my parents. And I can understand my parents. They lived up after the World War. In the 50s, 60s, 60s and 70s. I was still born in 75. They had a reason. Because they come from an old world. When I was young, in the, in the 90s, we had to loosen up a little. But again, perfect nation. Everyone should be so fucking awesome. Blah, blah, blah. It's, it's strange that we all have mental problems or feeling alone or anything because you're always a fucking afraid of what to do, what to say and what to think and just having fun. I would not... If you think this is support by harassing people online, you don't understand the concept. Sometimes we have to loosen up. If you just try in politics to look like the most perfect being ever, the people are know that you're lying. Because those people don't exist. People who are working on long labor, who've been working in healthcare or so many other world jobs, who have hard work, who see part of life that people only see in drama on TVs. I don't want to see a perfect human being necessarily. I want to see people who try and do a good job. Because life isn't perfection. The only thing, we always criticize people who try to put bootlocks and we, always talk, we talk about natural beauty and natural this and natural that. What about natural humans? Are they not welcome anymore? Are we so afraid of laughing at the wrong point? Yeah. Are laughing at this creating some safe spaces for ourselves. I know why my party and my fellow politician don't get votes. They don't. I try to explain it to them. They don't listen. People like me are just vulgar assholes. We say things. The, <laughs> the generation of George Collins and Lenny Bruce's and so on. We cannot be liked. We have to hide away. We are all farts who doesn't understand. Well, to young people today, I can get it that you are into a certain age. But you over reach over the age of 20, 
and you've been living outside your parents' home for a while, you should see the world a little different. Some people, also in my movement, who's past 40 and 50, have no fucking excuses to be a fucking asshole, more or less this bullshit. I know some of you are going to listen to this segment in Norwegian, by my Norwegian colleagues. I know you're not going to like it. And then now you're going to talk about it. Well, do that. But I know your falseness. And I know your power struggles. Because if you think people on the left are better than people on the right when it comes to power struggles, well, I have some fucking news for you there. I'm going to still keep on fighting for the issues I believe in, whether or not I have a party or not. But I'm not going to treat like shit. Again, I'm going to talk back when people are fucking assholes. This was Tron with Trumpels the Truth. That was uh, Tron telling us he's not dead. I'm very thankful that you're not dead, Tron. Uh, yeah, I mean, he talked in this uh, about, you know, that week where he was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to keep yeah. doing this. Uh, he kind of gave the breakdown of why that was, which we knew about before this, but at least everybody else yeah. knows now. So, uh, yeah. Um, TV. Let's talk about some TV shows. Lots of TV. And you didn't see, like, any TV last week because you were in the hospital. So you've got Lots. shows on shows. I... I've seen 21 shows this week. <laughs> 21 new television shows, right? Yes, yes. I haven't seen... We're not going to talk one... about all of them, but... No, no, no. Relax, people. <laughs> We're not going to talk about all. Uh, but I will start with Rookie Feds. Oh, yeah. That sure, that sure was the show. Um yeah, uh, like you said last week, it's a connotation of uh, the uh, uh, another show uh, uh, the rookie. called The Rookie. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I told you. It's literally in <laughs> the name of the... <laughs> Shut up, I'm on drugs. <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> <laughs> if I sound a little out of it, it's because I'm on strong painkillers, people. I have a sore. Uh, yeah, and it's a spin-off, and it's a very, it's very cut, cut cooker, cut 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 a cooker. Uh, Cookie I'm going cutter. To say that, uh, cutter. Cutter. I'm going. Cutter. I'm going to say that uh, about another. Uh, I'm going to take two shows in a, in the same thing, because I also watched East, East New York. And it's kind of funny how <laughs> much the same show is like the Rookie Feds and the East uh, New York. I will say that East New York is a little uh, worse, but but uh, it's not far away. Like both it's are very. Like, East New York is more serious, and uh, yes, the Rookie Feds is like a comedy. Yes, so I would give the Rookie Feds a full five five, and East New York I would give a. F- 3.5 okay yeah um I, I guess the other difference would be like in one she's working her way up and she has to battle like the people at the top and in east new york she is at the top right right those are the other two differences i guess but it, they are very like they're just american cop shows right yeah right they are very similar and uh 
It's kind of funny because I saw another like kind of this show that I hope you're going to talk about later. Uh, I don't know. Uh, was it called Oddballs on Netflix? No, it wasn't called Oddballs. <laughs> did you see Oddballs on Netflix? I did. I did watch Oddballs. Uh, I I subscribed to them on on YouTube. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, what's, what is the name of their YouTube channel? I'm trying to remember. Uh, it has odd in it. Yeah, um. Odd one's, odd one out? Odd one out. Odd one's out, yes. Yeah, that's it. and it's a animation channel, and this is an animated yeah. show. Uh, uh, what would you say it gives you vibes of? It kind of gave me vibes of, like, Adventure Time a little bit. Oh, definitely. Um, it's about a a young man who has a genetically modified crocodile who can speak as a friend. <laughs> right? And, uh, yeah. Yeah, and then they have adventures together. That's about all you can say about it, really. Yeah, and uh, also uh, Echo, uh, of course. It feels very Adult Swim, but it's on Netflix. Like, it, I wouldn't... Yeah. I'm surprised Adult Swim didn't pick this up, but I'm assuming that Netflix right. created it with Ottawa's out straight up. So, but yeah, they're like what, fifteen to twenty minute episodes, very similar to like, uh, very eatable, very quick, right. very. And I, I, I'm going to maybe surprise you the most, saying that this is one of my favorite new shows this week. I really like this. It's just really fun and, like, easy to watch and uh, funny really fun. and just goofy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'd give it a 8. Oh, i give it a 9, actually. I really, really dig that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't... It's very irreverent in the sense that, like... It even had a little bit of Ren and Stimpy, Stimpy vibes where... Yes, the, yes. They zoom in on the crocodile when he's talking to the toaster in that first episode. Right. And then all of the facial features get very defined and creepy and gross looking. That's so mm. Ren and Stimpy-esque, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was very good. Uh, my next one is So Help Me Todd. This is going to be my new favorite show of this year, I think. I don't know why I love this at, as much as I do. I think I think it it, it does remind me of 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 uh, uh, of Psych. It reminds me of uh, what what uh, you said last oh, week. Oh yeah, the... um, I can picture him in my head. A uh, Chuck, 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 Chuck. It reminds me of Chuck. It is very, very, very my kind of comedy. Right. And I think it hit me in the sweet spot uh, because the relationship between uh, the son and the mom in this is very like, it's very like a baby and I have had a baby relationship with my mom. Sure. So it, 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 it kind of hit... Uh, uh, all and I, I, I didn't feel like it was very like corporate CBS show. It felt like it was done with, and for me personally, I have to talk about my experience. I, I felt like what well, this was a show that has been done with heart, 
And I think that episode two was actually much better than, than episode one. Uh, I think episode two just sold me into this universe, I believe. Right, it. sure. Uh, so I understand your score, but my 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 personal score is actually a nine. I really, really, really like this show. I think the acting is superb, and I I I can see that uh, it's a little like CBS show. So I'm getting a point down for that, but otherwise it's just hitting me in all the right places. I'm having a blast watching. So help me, Todd. Yeah, kind of surprising uh, show from CBS, right? I definitely didn't, didn't see this as uh, CBS. I mean, I gave it a 7.5. I think the uh, the worst parts of it were the lawyer parts, because those feel like any lawyer right. or CBS show, but everything else is really good. And I like, uh, I think I think my problem is, well, <laughs> is that I also like lawyer shows in general oh, more well, than then, me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just uh, so I don't like the that. I don't I don't like how they they're just overdone to me I I don't think right. they're all yeah, bad yeah. I just think they're overdone. Speaking of something that is overdone and bad on and on CBS, l- l- luckily, the real love boat, mm-hmm. the real <laughs> love boat. Well, I I haven't seen it, but I have seen the Australian version. <laughs> You saw the, oh you did watch the Australian version. Okay. Yes, yes, because I couldn't find the the American, the American? Version. that's that's so funny. Okay. Cuz we so, found out yeah. that they made two shows, <laughs> the same exact show, one in Australia, one in yes. America, but completely different shows, like different hosts, yep. different contestants, yep. different everything. Yep. But they came that's... out on the exact same day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so weird, and we don't like it's such a weird thing. <laughs> like, why not just produce one show and release them in yeah. both places? I don't it's such such a weird. I, it can't be a coincidence. It no, can't. you they have no. to be being made by the same production company and everything. It has right. to be right. Yeah, um, yeah, it has to be. It has to be. But. W- we had a lot of fun uh, when we were looking up this because we were, I was like, is this the same show? <laughs> is it just like called Australia, Love Boat Australia because it's sent in Australia? <laughs> but yeah, okay. I mean, it's Tell just Love people, Island. Is this? It is, on a boat. It's Love Island on a boat. Yeah, that's that's it. That's like, if you've seen <laughs> Love Island, it's, you know, they have to pair up. And in the first episode... Um, at least in the American version, uh, the women are the first, you know, they take turns. This is just like Love Island. They take turns matching up. The first, the women get to pick the men, and then later on, next week or whatever, the men will get to pick the women who who they want to match up with. And if you don't get matched up, you leave the boat. In this one, whatever, Mm -hmm. you get, I don't know, do you walk the plank, probably? I guess that's probably what you do in this. Yeah, it would be funny if you saw the Australian version and I saw the American version to see if there's a lot of differences, but it sounds like exactly the same show I watched. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm guessing they're exactly the same, just different like different people. Um, yeah, this had uh, some famous couple, like a model and uh, an actor or something uh, as the hosts. And isn't it funny she's Australian? <laughs> I think she is. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Let me let me look it up. Uh, 
but you what said you... she was Australian, so... <laughs> what about the, uh... Well, I could be wrong, though. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, the Australian version, I have no clue who the people are, because guess what? I don't usually watch Australian TV shows. So I have no clue who the hosts are. Uh, oh, no. They were pretty I was very bad. wrong. Oh, you were, how wrong were you? <laughs> it's Rebecca Romaine and Jerry O'Connell. Rebecca Romaine is Dutch, or at least... Uh, oh, that's kind of far away from Australia, yeah. Uh, she was born there, but she's an American actress model. And then you, Jerry O'Connell. Right. I mean, everybody knows who Jerry O'Connell is, right? Yeah. Yes, even me. Yeah. Um, but but they, you know, it's it was a bad dating show. Did they have a couple that were the hosts of the Australian yep. version? Okay. Yep. So it's all it's exactly the same. Yep. That's so weird. Wow. It's so fucking strange. <laughs> I don't understand it. Okay, well, what else did you see this week? Oh, did we give? Uh, uh, maybe we should score well, it. I give. I give 2. the American 5. version a two. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Oh, I gave uh, my the Australian version a two point five. It's just like that show. Uh, what wasn't bad at all was Interview with a Vampire, and uh, that you saw last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, I. I have to say that I am a huge fan of the books. I am not a big fan of uh, the Tom Cruise version. Okay. Uh, I don't especially like that movie, to be honest, uh, because it goes very far away from the book. Right. This is very, very close to the book. Uh, I think this is... uh, my uh, definitely my favorite version of of the book um there are some like things that bug me uh, but um i i think it's mainly in some of the direction of it and i think some of the acting of it it's is is uh, superb some characters are very good but I, I would say the main actress uh, act, actors are amazing, but like around them are like a little superb. But I still gave the show a seven point five. I really liked it. Uh, I'm definitely going to continue and watch it. Uh, I know there's three episodes out. I only seen two because I haven't had time to see the third one. To be well, honest. the first episode is really long. Is the second episode yes, also very, very long? Okay, I, I need to yeah. watch that still. Um, so, but yeah, no, s- s- uh, 7.5. I would give it that a 7.5. 8, maybe. All right, I saw something. Did you see this last week, The Midnight Club, or did you see that this week? I saw it this week. Yeah, The Midnight Club on... This was also on Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. I thought this was going to be more of like, like when I read the description for it, I thought this was going to be more of like a Tales of the Crypt kind of like oh, story yeah, no, based kind of that. like <laughs> Twilight Zone esque type show, but that's not what it. But you, from the description, you can see why I would think that because yes. it, it is about yes. um, a young uh, woman who is dying of thyroid cancer. She goes to a mm-hmm. hospice to live with a bunch of other young people. We're dying of other diseases, and they all uh, sit around and tell stories to scare each other, 
but we realize that she may her scary stories may actually be true. Right? I fucking love this show. Yeah, it's I mean, very good. This is a little probably... bit yeah, a little bit yeah. I didn't care. Sure, no, uh, I'm just saying like it is. But even if it's a bit bit yeah, I think I think it's really good yeah. Uh and, and that's that is maybe what surprised me uh, uh the most. So this is made by Mike Flanagan, uh, the guy by uh, The Hunting of Hill House. That is one of my favorite horror movies on Netflix. And he also made the, the vampire one, the, the one that we watched some episodes of that you didn't like, that I loved. <clears throat> uh, did you think this was a kind of horror? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Did you like the special effects? Uh, well, I mean, <coughs> I thought I thought the whole show itself was fine. I thought the mm -hmm. uh, some of the acting, you know, because they're young actors, is not yeah great. So I agree. Obviously, there's going to be a pro some problems there. Um, the storyline's very interesting. So overall, I'd probably give it a, a seven. I would give it an 8. Uh, I'm definitely going to watch more than the episodes I saw. Yeah. Okay, I will pick one that I'm a little bit sad that you haven't seen. Uh, let the right one in that was from this week. Uh, because you don't have showtime. Um, I love the Swedish uh, movie. It is maybe... Uh, maybe in my top five horror movies of all time. Uh, hate the American version. Shit, terrible version. Uh, I wasn't that excited uh, to see this. Uh, surprisingly good, I will call this. Um, it, it brings, again, I will say this. I'm a huge fan of the original film. Love the book. Uh, there are some things that uh, I think this series will bring from the book, it seems, that wasn't in the original uh, movie, because that's the movie, and this is like a long-term, like, uh, from week-to-week -week show, so it's uh, easier to, to, to get uh, in. Uh, still a little too Americanized for my personal taste. There are uh, some terrible child acting, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and this uh, that also gets it a little down. I think the main character is is really good. Uh, I think the boy is terrible, um, but um, I'm definitely going to give it uh, more than one episode because there's only one episode out. Uh, I. We'll give the first a positive seven. All right, I saw Fire Country. What was this? Yeah, that was, was the <laughs> that was the the show that I was thinking of when I was talking of East New York and rookie feds. <laughs> I guess yeah, because this is just about fire, <laughs> uh, 
firefighters instead of cops, though, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yes. I mean, <laughs> it's a... Uh, it's about firefighters, right? I mean, uh, mm -hmm. I'm trying to even remember exactly... It's kind of forgettable, I guess, right? I'm trying to even... It is... It is so terribly forgetful that that I watched the show and I couldn't tell you one character's fucking name. <laughs> right, I, like, I guess the thing is there's multiple, like, stories happening at once, so it's hard yeah. to be like, it's about this person doing this, because there's, like, the, the inmate firefighter guys, it's all about forest right. fighter people, but then there's, like, the uh, the daughter of like a the guy who owns the place, but then there's yeah. all uh, there's the people who work at this like camp. Also, it's just there's too much happening all at once in this show. That's one of the big problems. There, it's trying to be too much, uh, and it, it felt ends like up a show. being nothing. Yeah, it feel it felt like a show with absolutely no direction at all. It just felt like a show like we're going to show some cool f uh, flames and and it's in the forest and people are throwing water at the fire and the end. <laughs> I mean, there's like corruption happening with the this one guy right. and the the one dude is like I uh. I wasn't supposed to get sent to this camp because this is where I grew up and you don't know why he left this town, but he left for some reason. It's like very mm -hmm. super generic also in that way. So <laughs> I would give it a, I don't know. This probably gets like a 3.5. Oh, I give this a two. I really thought this was terrible. <laughs> I mean, it was really bad, but you know, there it's not as terrible as some things I guess I've seen. Uh, oh yeah, uh, but it's just like it was so boring. I was like, like I would rather watch uh, another episode of the Love Boat than this. Yeah, just generic, just very, very generic. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go to the Peacock, uh, friend of the family. Talking about horror, Jesus Christ Almighty! Uh, this is based on a true story. Yeah, which fuck, you definitely know because at the very opening part they have the woman did that was that in the version you saw yeah okay yeah they open it up with the woman who the story is based on so it's kind of yeah. hard to be like uh to be like oh this this is going to be terrible when they open it up with like you know the person who it's all based on being like hey this is my story this is true mm -hmm. Luckily, the acting is really good, and uh, the cinematography is really good. Otherwise, that would be very it would be very awkward to be like the show's terrible. But luckily, it is very good, right? So, it is extremely good, and I think one of the things that makes it extremely good is that it's based on a true story. You think? Uh, and I, oh yeah, okay. well, definitely knowing knowing that this is a true story. Uh, and acting is as good as it is. I'm very, very happy. I mean, Colin Hanks does a marvelous <laughs> role in this. I think that's like the outstanding role. Other than Anna uh, Pequin, 
she's good as well. But but I really really liked. Uh, I think Colin both Hanks. of the two main actors in this were good. I, and then the mm-hmm. uh, I think the girl who who plays the daughter is actually really good as well. And I oh yeah, yeah. actually pretty much everybody in this is is I can't think of one actor I can point out and be like that was a bad performance at least from the stuff that I've seen. And the cinematography right. is just like on point. Set design yeah. for like time yeah. period uh, yeah. is really really well done and the tension is is you know top notch so it uh, reminds me a little of the patient in in that way the way it's filmed yeah 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 no so i'm going to give this uh show uh 8.5 actually that's what i was going to give it exactly where i was at so yeah 8.5 uh-huh. we agree of something uh let's see i guess this is the last thing i saw alaska daily Yep. <laughs> this is a show about uh, a reporter who gets canceled, uh, and she uh, loses her job, I guess, right, at, like, a big mm-hmm. New York newspaper, and she finds a job, or at least a, a guy gets a hold of her for a job at a n- newspaper in Alaska, and he convinces her, hey, you can do a lot of good here. Uh, so she goes there, but obviously she's like a big fish in a small pond at that point. That's kind of what it's about, right? Oh, and then there's like a mystery of like these disappearing native women. Yeah. Do you know what is the most fun about the show? It took me approximately half the show because before I recognized Taylor Swank. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. She doesn't look any different or anything. No! I was like, I, I know that lady. I know that lady. Right, okay. <laughs> um, it, it, took me, it took me a little too long. <laughs> it's got, like, like a, a bunch of people. Uh, like, the, the guy who's the main um, ed- editor-in-chief, Jeffrey Perry. Oh, Jeff Perry, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and Matt Mulroy, people would know mm-hmm. him. He's, like, kind of a character actor. Like, there's a lot of people in this that are very good. It's a little bit, uh, you know, ABC, uh, standard network yeah. TV show. Um, yeah. Where, where I didn't feel, I didn't feel like So Help Me Todd was uh, that, I definitely felt that in Alaska Day. <laughs> I didn't like the weird, like, she... Apparently she's like her character is like a right wing person, mm-hmm. right? Is that what you get yes. from like? But they don't ever yeah. really imply that. But she's always talking about how she's against cancel culture and all those kind of like she goes very like hard on like um, millennials and talking about the gen- she's like oh she's Gen whatever in that one part. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like uh, there's this and then I feel like. The point of the story is that she's gonna like learn the values of this air, of of Alaska, and that's gonna teach her to be more liberal in a way, which is mm-hmm. a weird like. That's the point of the story, okay? I guess whatever. But the the mis the you know kidnapping mystery is a little bit interesting. That's probably the saving grace of the show is the kidnapping mystery part of it. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, the one young reporter. Uh, woman she i think she did a very good job in this as well overall what i'd probably give this like a 
a six. It's like not great, but it's decent. I I I I have it lower than you, and I think the reason why I have it lower than you is like I have a lot of respect for Hilary Swank, and I think she's a good actress. I don't think her role is well played in this show, so I'm just going to give it a five. It's 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 okay. It's it's nothing to write home about. I, I thought it was okay, but nothing more than okay. And I'm I'm a little I'm a little bit sad that I just thought it was okay. I think it just has potential. Uh, you know, there's only one episode out, so sure. we'll see what yeah, happens with it. We will see. It might get worse or it might get better. It may it might be. Uh, the last thing I saw was the Lincoln Project. It's a documentary on Showtime uh, about uh, a group of uh, conservative cucks. <laughs> That's not my 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 word for them, by the way. They're, okay. They're all. They're all. That's what uh, they call themselves. Okay. Yes. Yes. So let me read uh, something. It says here, uh, the Lincoln Project follows a veteran group of four former conservative Cox operatives and a word I'm not going to use, uh, known publicly as the Lincoln Project, the fastest growing pack in America as they take the task of saving democracy and defeating their own party sitting project. I don't know enough about the Lincoln Project to say something about this, I feel, and that's kind of weird. I, because well, I was going to say, didn't you watch... just watch a documentary about it? <laughs> I, I, was... <clears throat> I was just going to say that, and I feel a little bit weird saying that, just watching a documentary about them. But I don't know if there are are villains or 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 like the heroes. It felt, it felt in the beginning. It felt very like oh, we are the heroes that going to save America uh, from Trump. But later in the episodes, this is actually the way, the thing that I've seen mo- most of. Uh, I think I saw like four four episodes or something. Uh, but later in the episodes, it it's it it looks like they're actually not the saving grace, and they have used money on just like bullshit things. So yeah, no, I I have a, a strange relationship with the Lincoln Project. I think the documentary is interesting, but I don't know how I feel about them. So I will say the documentary gets a sick question mark a six yeah. okay uh let's see uh i guess we're moving on to the last episode of the sandman episode 10 finale mm-hmm. episode chapter 10 yeah. lost hearts as the dream vortex grows more powerful and the walls between the realms weaken rose must make a difficult choice uh, morpheus also confronts the corinthian yeah. Can I just say that I felt uh, this was kind of an anticlimactic episode? It seemed like they were setting up for a season two, though. So yeah, 
Um, I don't like that either, but it, it, I think no. this whole season has been kind of a confusing mess, and so it, mm-hmm. I don't know how you wouldn't have had this be anticlimactic when it, it's like there's just so many characters that we've just been introduced to and then they've just disappeared. Um, yeah. And storylines that have been started and never got any resolution and mm. um yeah the whole thing was just kind of a mess i'm gonna be honest as a show like there were g- really great episodes but as mm-hmm. like a package deal all 10 of these episodes it mm. just did not it was not cohesive as a television program <laughs> i totally agree um I think I think that uh, I will give it two different scores. So I will give it a score where you have a very big knowledge of the comic book, and I will give it a, a normal score. So I would say if you know the comic book like extremely good, like I do, and have a very good relationship with the comic book, I recommend the show and would give it probably uh, an eight. But if you don't know the uh, comic book and watch this show, I would actually not recommend this, <laughs> believe it or not. Because like Luke says, it feels very disjointed. It feels uh, very much like uh, they made this show for the fanboys and not really for the normal watching uh, people. Uh, and I kind of got that when I was watching that with you because I kind of was like leave the comics away so I would actually give it a pretty low score of 5.5 from a non-comic book place okay yeah I'd probably give it a I don't know I have to give it like a 4 I guess Mm. like it's pretty nonsensical when you when you just watch it the way I watched it, it, it like if you're yeah. trying to follow a cohesive storyline, it there's it's nothing there until like the last four episodes, and then you are yeah. introduced to like, oh, guess what? There's a storyline happening here, and it's like, wait, right. what? Like most people wouldn't even get that far in the yeah. show if they were just watching it. Yeah. So mm. anyway, that means uh, that we're doing something else. Uh... And we're doing something that I don't know really what I think about. I think the trailer was, eh, okay, interesting. We'll see if uh, it is. And that is high school. What is high school about? Uh, high school is a story about finding your own identity, a journey made even more complicated when you have a twin whose struggle and self-discovery so closely mim- mimics your own. Told through the backdrop of 90s grunge and rave culture, the series weaves between parallel and discordant memories of twin sisters growing up down the hall from one another. So, yeah. uh, it looks like it should be kind of interesting. There's something, ne- like, the trailer makes it look like there's some kind of nefariousness from one of the twins, and the other one is maybe mm. the the goody two-shoes Good twin. twin. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So... Mm, it could be very cheesy and stupid, or it could be really good. I don't know. If it's terrible, we'll only watch two episodes, so. Yeah, and uh, I think we both agree on the backup show, so there's at least that. 
Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> yes, because I know what comes out in two weeks. <laughs> that it is very convenient timing if the show happens to be terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it is very convenient because it's a show that Luke and me really wants to watch. But <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not always it fits like that, but it's kind of convenient. All right, John Cleese, uh, the host a news show, um, railing against cancel culture. He's signed up to become a presenter on a right-wing television channel, GB News, while also complaining about cancel culture is keeping people such as himself off TV screens. Uh, he said, there's a massive amount of important information that gets censored both on, in TV and in press. In my new show, I'll be talking about a lot of it. You should be prepared to be shocked, he said. Okay, I didn't know. I think this is the same uh, TV channel with Pierce Morgan. Um, I didn't know he was super right wing, but I guess I'm not surprised. Uh, no, uh, I'm a little surprised. I mean, I guess a little bit, but he's also like a super rich old guy, old white, rich old white man. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess he's. Uh, I I look uh, uh, at him as a funny guy first and foremost. So I think he probably weird. had more, the uh, you know, liberal leaning tendencies when he was younger, and he, and and you know, when people get older and they're and they're super rich, it seems like they lean for the right. That's what it seems like to me most of the time. Yeah, I mean. Uh, you can't really say that Life of Brian is a right wing. Exactly, <laughs> but he also yeah, yeah. was, you know, that isn't all his creation either. It's a whole group of people. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I, I do agree with that. But yeah. uh, like faulty towers and things like that. There's a lot of things that I could point to. I like John Cleese is one of my favorite. I mean, the character in Faulty Towers, I guess, would would have been the most kind of right wing. It's definitely a right wing yeah. kind of character. But yeah. Hey, look. That's the intro to Eurovision. Yeah, yeah. Well, next year's Eurovision contest have warned visitors not to book accommodations at overinflated uh, prices in Liverpool. It was announced uh, <gasps> on Friday that the host this will be the host of May's competition. Shortly after the accommodations. Uh, had, were starting to be advertised from 450 to 8,000 pounds a night. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, they added they may involve cruise ships or campsites in the area even. Cruise ship, that's mm -hmm. a pretty good idea, actually. I, I think that's a marvelously smart idea. Unless you want, except for, like, getting COVID. Because, you know, cruise ships and COVID don't really go well together, but... Did you ever watch that documentary? <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Cruise ships. The, the one. Yeah. I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a. There's a documentary about the. Uh, uh, the people that was left upon that ship in in China forever and ever and ever and ever. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I know. I didn't see that. But yeah, no. Liverpool hosting Eurovision. That wasn't even on the table in in my my eyes. Uh, I'm happy about that. Uh, Liverpool has a very long history in in music, so I'm I'm that's not true. Hugely yeah, surprised. Yeah, yeah. The cutaway the shots when they cut away to like scenic 
things in the area, which they always do. Yeah. They can. Yeah, they'll cut to like Abbey all Road. The, um, yeah, Abbey Road and the what's the? Yeah. I was thinking of the studio where the Beatles did yeah. all their music, whatever uh, that place is. Number yeah, uh, yeah, I can't remember either. Um, but but anyway, it, if you want to learn about uh, Liverpool, you could probably get a book about it at Audible, bro. Audible? Where is Audible? Uh, if you go to audibletrial.com forward slash ADC, that's audibletrial.com forward slash ADC, you can get a free book about the Beatles or whatever, Eurovision, if you want a book about Eurovision. Uh, you can get a free audiobook and a free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. Movie news, will you take us through this, look? Uh, T.G. Miller says he won't work with Ryan Reynolds again after awkward... Uh, Deadpool moment. Um, he's making it clear to Marvel fans that he won't be in the upcoming Deadpool 3. The actor uh, who played the character's close friend in the wildly popular 2016 and 2018 films was recently on Adam Carolla's podcast. During the interview, Miller said he has no plans to work with Ryan Reynolds again following what he described as an awkward onset moment between them. Uh, um... He, lo- he said he loves him as a comedian, but felt that Reynolds had changed after his phenomenal success uh, of his first film. Okay. I think T.G. Miller showed uh, Ryan Reynolds the clip of Björk talking about her TV, and uh, Ryan Reynolds didn't laugh. He didn't and like that. He was it. like, this is... Yeah. I don't get it. He's like, I'm a business person. I don't get it. I'm serious Who, and don't understand. <laughs> That's what I- yeah, maybe. Uh, mm. A third Hercule Poirot movie is coming out by Kenneth Branagh. Uh, Happy. Starring Ooh. Tina Fey, Jamie Duran, and Michelle Yeoh. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Very a, happy. That's like a star-studded cast. Uh, is it, where, mm-hmm. is this 20th Century Studios? Uh, I, I know the last one went like directly to... Uh, Paramount Plus, but was that during the pandemic or not? Yes, it was. Okay, so that may be why that was. Okay, um, but yeah, the, and the two, yeah, the two movies before this, this movie is amazing. So yeah. I have no doubt in my mind that uh, this will be good. So I'm, I'm very, very happy to they've, see this. Yeah, they've all. The thing is, they've all had amazing actors in them, and then the cinematography mm-hmm. has always been good, and uh, the storylines in any kind of poor row thing is always going to be interesting. So, yeah, as long as they continue with the with what they've been doing, it should be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, and I, 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 I was wondering if I loved the first one or the second one. The most, and I think I love them on different levels. I like I think the second Mar- one. I think Death on the Nile was better. It's better than Murder on the Orient Express. I really? thought so. Yeah, hmm. a little more I think st- plot... stylistically. I liked it better. Like the film. Yes, of it. stylistically, I agree. I think the plot is better in the first one, and I think stylistically, the second one is better. Yeah, I could. I guess I could agree to that. Okay, uh, I'm losing my voice. Uh, what movie have you seen? I saw Meet Cute this week. This was on uh, this was on Peacock um, with a uh, Kaylee Coco and why can't I ever remember his name? Uh, uh, 
Kim Kardashian. Uh, Pete Davidson. There you go. Um, yeah, that's close enough. It was a, a very. <laughs> did you watch this? <laughs> yes. Uh, it's a time travel movie where Kaylee Kuko Kuko. I can never say her last name. Is it Kyoko Kyoko Koko? Uh, she fi- she finds a time machine in a tanning bed at a nail salon. And uh, it allows her to travel back in time uh, 24 hours so that she can relive the same night with Pete Davidson over and over and over again. Uh, But then it gets pretty crazy towards the end, uh, obviously, because time travel can have effects, right? I really, really liked the ending of this movie. Yeah, the ending was the best part, uh, for sure. Um, Oh, definitely. It took a little too long... To get there, uh, it took a little too long to to get to the interesting parts of this movie. To say, I think well, you had to way. have that, though. Well, may, it, you had to have those parts. Maybe it didn't need to be as long as it was, but you did need yeah. to have that opening bit, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely the opening bit you needed. But I, I felt it went a little too long. Sure. I'm not saying this movie is bad in any way. I really liked it. I just thought they they the pacing was a little bit strange in the in the, especially in the beginning, but uh, the ending really really saved this movie. Yeah, I thought overall I'd probably give it like a seven, like as far as a film goes. I think. Uh, oh, I'm I, I'm over that. Okay, what did you? Think? I'm at a, I'm at a eight actually. Yeah, yeah. I thought some of you know certain acting. Uh, parts could have been done better and mm-hmm. you're always going to have issues with a storyline when you're doing time travel stuff where it get, can get really confusing. Um, there but- are some some things that are very, let's say um, just, you have to go with it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you just have to suspend disbelief. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. The logic uh, is is no, no, no bueno. But I mean that's time. That's a time travel movie. You just have to go, like you said, go with. I was going into it expecting it to be hot tub time machine, and it wasn't that. You know what I mean? Uh, I was expecting tanning bed time machine, which actually that's a pretty good name, tanning tan. Yeah, it kind of rolls off the tongue. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't that. It it was a. Uh, it actually had some interesting concepts to add to like a time to the idea of a time travel movie. So. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, I think. I think. Like I said, uh, the ending was amazing. Really liked the chemistry between uh, uh, Coco and Mister Kardashian. Um, I. I really liked uh, the humor in it. I thought. I thought it was extremely sweet, and yeah. Uh, I. I. I did dig it. Uh, like I said, eight points. Okay, what'd you see? Uh, I saw Werewolf by Night. This is a special uh, from Marvel Studios. It's just 52 minutes. And More Marvel content. We just definitely needed that. Well, this isn't really Marvel content, you okay. see. This is a Marvel special. There's absolutely no, no one... You know, and this there's no characters that you know on this. This is just an homage to 1960s horror movies. Oh, okay. And that's what it is. Uh, 
I'm sorry, I'm I'm really having problem with my voice. Uh, but I will say I give it 7.5. And I really dig it. Alright, well let's watch a movie trailer for a movie that came out last week, Amsterdam. Harold, I don't know what you think you're doing. Excuse me. Hello. Huh. Got a dead white man in a box. Not even a casket. Doesn't even have a top on it. In a pine box of old wood. Who do you think is going to get in trouble here? I'm, ge- <laughs> I'm getting Lady Killers vibes for some reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't get here. I'm getting definitely Cohen Brothers. David O. Russell, though. Two soldiers. Yeah. And the nurse found ourselves in. It's really loud. This trailer is. I've got it like way down. Oh. That's a good director. A lot of good actors. Yeah. We find ourselves in a situation where we're accused of killing someone, which is not true. And the trailer's good so far. Mm-hmm. We didn't do anything. Why would you possibly It so feels like a Coen Brothers movie though. <laughs> mhm. Description of a doctor looking for his eye on the ground with his black attorney, Columbia Law School. A lot of this actually happened <laughs> not based <laughs> I like that. Oh. De Niro. Jesus Christ. Who's not in this movie? Right? I love Margot Robbie as well. She's on the level of, uh, for me as Nicole Kidman, to be honest. Huh, okay. That's pretty big. From me, yeah. Oh my gosh. Mmm. Jesus Christ. Wow. There's like a Taylor Jesus Swift. Christ. Yeah. I didn't even see her in the trailer until that moment. Yeah. Rami Malik. This is one of the finest innovations from Zurich. It removes all pain. Guys like me, we have to turn to booze, the morphine, and that can lead to addiction. Oh, that's fast. <laughs> hmm. Actually, I think I can say this. What is this Oscar nominated movie all about? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, set in the 30s, it follows three friends who witness a murder, become suspects themselves, and uncover one of the most outrageous plots in American history. 32% on Rotten Tomatoes, bro. Mm. 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb. 59% on Fandango. 65% of Google users liked it. Let's, 35% or 32%? Yeah, 59 of on the audience score. 59, so okay. That, yeah, that's not good. Hmm. The trailer looks so great. Yeah, yeah. And yet, everybody doesn't seem to like it. Okay. Uh, well, Rand, Randy F. said, sadly, I walked out of this one. Having notable stars in your motion picture does not make a good movie. Not well written, not well acted, and in general, just a movie to avoid. Uh, this one from Samuel M. 
uh, from IMDb, 10 out of 10. Uh, the story of Amsterdam is straightforward and goes about telling itself in a non-convoluted way. The plot logically progresses until the very end, which is neither bad or good or surprising. The directing is seamless and is accompanied by everything beautiful, actors, costumes, location, and lighting. They did give it 10 out of 10, though, so... Uh, let's find a negative one here. One out of ten. What's the point? From N Scooby ninety three. Two and a half hours of my life I will never get back. Or more specifically, two and two and oh, two hours and forty minutes. It felt like three. I genuinely have no words. As I sat in an empty auditorium, I act my I asked myself, what was the point? The murder. Uh, the comedic attempts, which fell flat more than a half the time. Chris Rock was the only person who managed to get chuckles out of me. Uh, for the message to be love, Trump, hate, you're telling me you gathered some of the best actors who have ever graced modern cinema for this? Disappointing, sad, heartbreaking is all I can say about this film. So, Well, can you quickly tell us what other movies came out this week? Uh, Terrifier 2 sequel, A Love Song, The Swimmer, to Leslie, Don't Look at the Demon, uh, When the Music Changes, Pretty Problems, Sanctioning Evil, Dark Glasses, Last Flight Home, Project Wolf Hunting, I think it's Tar, uh, and Lyle Lyle Crocodile, and Signs of Love all came out. A lot of movies out this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen a trailer of any of this that looks better than the others? Uh, not really. Terrifier 2, you know, did you ever see Terrifier? No. It's like a goofy-ass horror movie, uh, like clown movie from, like, 2017, 2016, this says. Okay. I'm surprised you haven't seen it. it. I think it would be up your alley. Yeah, I, I love horror movies, so uh, you would recommend it? Uh, it's really goofy B-horror movie, but it, it, in that way, it's good, yeah. Uh, c- coming next week, news of the week, TV movies of the week, uh, we're gonna do High School Episode 1, uh, see if that's any good. Un- it's on Freevee, I don't know if we said that, did we say that? No. Yeah, it's on Freevee, on, it's like a Prime channel. Another digital review of Cat Daddies. So, a movie about you. About... Daddies who have cats, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're a cat daddy. I, I am a kind of a cat daddy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy Round. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess let's talk about Ray J. Uh, he posted a video on Instagram, right? I think it was uh, last week uh, where he said... Uh, I guess he was sitting on a ledge, and he said, if it wasn't for my kids, I would jump off and die tonight. Obviously, this uh, people were, like, concerned. Uh, some people being like, somebody should check up on him. This, You know what I mean? Obviously, that's that's something concerning that to see, especially after what we know is going on with him uh, and Kim Kardashian and everything, right? Mm-hmm. I think this is all coming out of that. Uh Kanye West, uh, speaking of King Kardashian, uh, Twitter and Instagram block Kanye West over anti-Semitic posts. Uh, this was a kind of a giant 
story. Uh, Kanye West once suggested slavery was a choice, and now uh, he's wearing White Lives Matter t-shirts uh, to Paris Fashion Week. Um, now the, the rapper, who is legally known as Ye, uh, is locked out of Twitter and Instagram over anti-Semitic posts on social networks. In one post, he said he, he would soon go death con, death con 3 on Jewish people, according to Internet Archive Records, making an apparent reference uh, to DEF CON readiness uh, of a scale, the scale known to the U.S., right? Um, yeah, not really smart that... He said in the same tweet, you guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone who opposes your agenda. Um, that's obviously, uh, it says right here, uh, the comment drew rebuke from Anti-Defamation League, which called it deeply troubling, dangerous, and anti-Semitic. There is no excuse for propagating white supremacist slogans and classic anti-Semitism about Jewish power, especially with uh, such a large platform. Right. Uh yeah, he's been he's been doing a lot of crazy shit lately. He's off his meds again. That's uh, my theory. Did you see the interview with him? On no, he was. On, I think he might. I think he was on Tucker Carlson. I want to say there's an interview with him, and it's just it's completely nonsensical. Like he mm. he's like going from one thing to another and talking about Jesus and talking about like money and then talk going back to something else. He's he's like. Yeah, he's totally off his meds. Um, and then people like Tucker Carlson are taking advantage of him uh, and using, you know, using him to propagate their own, like, weird ideals and stuff like that. Being like, oh, look, Kanye believes this stuff just like me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, you're talking about a guy who, you know, um, doesn't really know what he's saying. Uh, rapper Sean Diddy Combs posted a video on Instagram saying he didn't support the shirt, uh, the White Lives Matter shirt that Kanye wore to Paris Fashion Week. He urged people not to buy it on Instagram. Um, then they got in a back and forth, right? Uh, Diddy and Kanye. And then Ray J, coming back to that, reacts to, to Diddy. Um... Uh, the be it says here on Sunday we hope uh, I hope a a we as people stop all the oh I'm not saying that nope uh, <laughs> we don't have time we are under a state of emergency unapologetic black first because we are unapologetic think about us last but remember I told you the last shall be first and the first shall be last um, uh, but then uh, Ray J comes back, says, Yo, Puff, I came to your house and told you a couple of months ago I had some issues with certain uh, people. I think he's talking about Kanye. Uh, and you were, you were quiet. Now, all of a sudden, uh, saying, like, uh, I've been telling you that this guy had problems, and now, now you're going to talk up about it, uh, even though you knew this has been an issue for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, we have some breaking news. Look, okay. uh, if you would mind looking at them in the pod links. Okay. Uh, Alex Jones, uh, uh, second case uh, was hit with uh, 
965 million verdict in second trial over Sandy Hook lies. A Connecticut jury has found that conspiracy theorist Alex Jones must pay $965 million to several family members of those killed in the Sandy Hook shooting. Jurors deliberated for three days uh, in a trial that lasted multiple uh, weeks. Uh, multiple Sandy Hook family members, as well as FBI agents who responded to a shooting, sued Jones for continued claims. Um, he also must pay $45 million to a pair of Sandy Hook processors. He doesn't have this much money. I don't know where this money is going to come from, but it's good, I guess. This is really good, yeah. I'm very, very happy to see this. Uh, it probably will bankrupt him, and I think that's the best thing that could ha happen. I mean, according to the Channel 5 thing, he, he doesn't have any money, but I think he... We also know that, according to reports, he's been trying to hide money in, like, um, you know little uh asset uh businesses where you just like make a little business and put all your money into it and then it's not associated with your name you know what i'm talking about and then uh mm -hmm. or some that that's been the speculation is that he's been trying to hide money uh and one of the reasons he tried to bank uh, to file bankruptcy right yeah uh, talking about uh, Paris Morgan talking to douchebags, Andrew Tate was uh, <laughs> at, at uh, Paris Morgan. Did you see that interview? No. Uh, I think I heard about it, though. But yeah, what, what happened? Uh, Andrew Tate w uh, was trying to like uh, say that he shouldn't be blocked and why he shouldn't be blocked. And he was like blaming it all on media and... Like, things like that. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. It was a very, very interesting interview. I don't like any of them, so it was kind of like... It was kind of interesting to watch two people I don't like talking to each other. Uh, like, saying, don't interrupt me. Yeah, uh... It is... He's... Uh, I guess, uh... Did Andrew Tate say anything about... The thing I would ask him first would be, like, how much business have you lost over the last... Did they t discuss that at all? No, not at all. I mean, that's the most interesting thing, right? To, to talk right. about, so that's just weird. Okay. But, you know, he, 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 he... I think he did a good job. I mean, both of them are douchebags talking to each other, so it's like... I didn't really root for anybody in the situation. Yeah, totally. They're just kind of stroking each other's egos, probably. Right. Um, yeah, anything big happened on YouTube this week? I'm trying to think. Uh, not really that I can think of. Not really me either. Yeah. And, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm slowly but strangely losing my voice, so I think it's time to wrap things up. Yeah, okay. Uh, we'll see you guys next week when we do another show. Uh, is that next week? Are you sure? I think, yeah, we'll do it one week from today. Is that what we have done for 366 weeks, weeks. in a row? Yeah, exactly. So oh. we'll just do that again for one more week at least, and then maybe more for after that. 
more after that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? That's the okay. that's the th- that's the thought for now. Huh. Which we do okay. have a plan for months. Uh, so yeah. Okay, since we have a plan, I guess I will follow it. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, okay. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Another another digital digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen.